1: Well, Ryan, they uh, let us back on the show, just you and I. They did. I thought they might not let us do this again, but they decided to give us another shot.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to step it up a little bit so it's not so long in between these, uh, just the the junior advisors getting on here.
1: That's right. So we're happy to be on today.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot going on in the world. Um, As you guys know, Russia, Ukraine, there's just a lot of turmoil still going on over there. It's affecting the markets. Uh, We'll be talking about that some today, but... Yeah, it just really, our hearts go out for the citizens of, of these two countries.
1: Yeah, it's always, anytime there's a war, it's just heartbreaking, uh, people suffering. And, you know, we just want to be praying for them. And, and, you know, it's just, it's tough to watch. Yeah, it really is. It is tough. Um, we also
0: have uh, springtime coming up. It's, it's here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, daylight savings time. We've got pollen. Uh, rain masters. I mean, just a lot going on.
1: Yeah, it's coming, man. Things are blooming. Unfortunately, we're going to get a freeze this weekend. So Is it, it a hurt. freeze? Yeah, so it might hurt hmm. some of the some of the uh, blooming.
0: Yeah, that's right. But daylight savings, it's a fun time. You know, we got more uh, time after work. We get to. Yeah, do outside activities, go on the greenway and, and do different things outside. If you're, if you're outdoor minded, that's a, it's always a fun time of the year for that.
1: Yeah, I wish they would just kind of keep it that way. It's nice to have light after work and uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Arizona, there's some
0: states, Arizona is one of them that just, it doesn't, they don't have daylight savings time. It's the hmm. same year round. And I know there's been some propon- you know, proponents of doing that in other states as well. So we'll see what, what happens with that. But yeah, it's an interesting interesting uh, stuff going on. We also have an interesting show lined up. uh, Two articles. First article will be talking about leaving an inheritance to your heirs. What does that look like? How do you do that wisely? And what are the conversations around
1: that? And we also have another article. Yeah, the next one will be uh, three things investors should do right now as the Ukraine-Russia crisis escalates as the war continues.
0: That's right. And by the way, I'm Matthew Travis. I'm a certified financial planner. And an advisor here at the firm, and I've been here for about four years now.
1: Yeah, and I'm Ryan Borders. I'm a, also a certified financial planner, and I'm also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro.
0: We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. We're exclusively up every week
1: on Friday afternoons. Yeah, so you can find our show up on our website through MoneyMD.net or iTunes every Friday, and listen to us uh, anywhere in the world. And you know, we got a lot of shows out there. Uh, that you can uh, check us out. If you've got a long car ride coming for some spring break vacations, feel free to check out our podcast. That's
0: right. You can also go online on our website, moneymd.net, and you can link to us there and, and like Ryan said, find our previous shows. All right. Well, we're going to
1: start with the financial fact of the week. So get this. So... Uh, looks like Americans are spending more money that they don't have. So this is interesting, Matthew. Americans added one trillion of household debt, uh, to household debt in twenty twenty one, increasing from fourteen point five trillion, uh, that's the end of twenty twenty two, to fifteen point five trillion at the end of twenty twenty one. So people are going more into debt.
0: Well, wow, so yeah, just a year adding adding was that a trillion in in debt? I mean that is. Yeah. Staggering, and, and we see that right, and we see people coming in and just stress because of debt, and and so typically the encouragement is to is to reduce debt, right? Even if you think it's cheap or it's an easy way to live, uh, reducing debt typically reduces stress. So yeah, yeah. Be, be countercultural in this, reduce debt instead of increasing
1: debt. Absolutely, yeah, got to be careful out there.
0: Yeah, good financial fact of the week. All right, so our first article is uh, it's from Nerd Wallet, which is a, a website online really good article. It's, uh, it's titled, Should You Leave Your Kids or Your Heirs an in Equal Inheritance? Your estate plan may be your last words to those you leave behind. If you're a parent, you should think carefully about the message you'll be sending. Parents who leave their kids an in unequal inheritance risk fueling family feuds. Uh, but strictly equal um, you know, inheritances can also cause resentment if their heirs don't see the distribution as fair. Money can cause family discord, and you want to make sure that you're thinking through this and keeping sibling relationships intact well after you passed away.
1: Yeah, and so the first thing you want to do is really define fair. You know, so what does fair even really mean? What's the difference between equitable and equal? Equal means the same, whereas equitable means fair or fitting per situation. You know, for some people, fair... Uh, does mean an equal dollar amount others you know may want to adjust the distribution to defunct finance uh, financial uh, help they've been already given for example or uh, you know leave more of their heirs with uh, greater needs so parents commonly want to leave more to children who run the family business or who help care for the parents in their later years you know each approach has its merits and problems mm-hmm. so you want to think through this uh, with an equal dollar distribution, Heirs may resent their wealthier siblings for getting money they don't really need. Mm. That's an interesting point. Yeah, it um, is. Similar, uh, similarly, uh, children who receive less financial help during their parents' life may resent those who got more if the uh, if the estate distribution doesn't reflect that imbalance. Unequal distributions can cause a hard feelings. Uh, you know, hard feelings towards other siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person getting less than others may view it as punishment, especially if the amount was docked to reflect past financial help or account for personal wealth what matters is how your decision is likely to play out given your family dynamics and that may be different than you expect so you want to really kind of figure out hey how are my children going to perceive this you want to really think through that yeah and this is
0: really touchy right i mean we don't have to we don't have to tell you that that money conversations in our culture are taboo right we don't like to talk about it especially with family uh, this can be something that can be very uncomfortable. But what we hope to do today is just encourage you to say, hey, this is a good conversation because the mortality rate uh, is hovering right around 100% the last time we checked.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: It's, we got to check on that. But, you know, that's a joke. But seriously, I mean, this is something that we are going to have to face. So, you know, making these conversations more, uh, more commonplace is something we want to encourage. So, suppose the situation a couple has a son who is much wealthier than his two siblings or his parents, for that matter. What would you do with the inheritance? Do you divide it equally with the other siblings or not? A good way to think through this is to think about what the effect will be on each heir if they receive X amount of money or goods and possessions. People often don't think about this, but money and possessions can ruin a person and can lead to an unhealthy lifestyle. Hmm. Yeah, but not all the time. So this is not, again, this is not a one answer fits all. So consider your heirs and consider what effect the inheritance will have on their lives. At this point, after deliberating and considering it may be appropriate typically is appropriate to sit down and discuss this topic with your heirs. You may find that they have similar thoughts or you may find that they don't have similar thoughts. It's typically better though to have this conversation now while you are alive versus when you die and your heirs are left with the inheritance and, and no conversation
1: around it. Yeah, one thing to think about uh, Matthew, it's a really interesting note is jumping back uh, to the example about the one son who is significantly wealthier than the other sibling is that your heirs may not value money as much as a sentimental item? You know, think about mm, that. Yeah. Uh, they may care more about you know a collection or a set of dishes um, or some old books that have been in the family for a while. Uh, there may be more value in items r- rather than money. You know, especially if they're already well off. It's just another number. You know, adding to the number they already have. In other families, anything that is not strictly equal distribution will cause discord, leaving one child more than another. Would ignite those, um, you know, mom dad always liked you best kind of conversations. Mm -hmm, uh, Unfortunately, and rivalries that can destroy sibling relationships. You know, it's your money, obviously, so you can do what you like. But discussing your estate plan and intentions with your children could give you unexpected uh, insights and may help uh, you know save off you know future problems when you're not here anymore. If you're reluctant, reluctant to ask yourself why um if you're reluctant to ask yourself why. So if they don't feel comfortable making uh known uh, what you know, when you're alive, mm-hmm. uh, you you might just be surprised, well, you won't be surprised because you'll be dead, but <laughs> you know, it just it can cause a lot of problems. So communication is key here. You want to make sure you're communicating and and hearing from your from your uh, children. Yeah, parents don't have
0: favorites, do they?
1: That's not a that's not mm, a thing, is it? No. I, I don't <laughs>
0: You know, I don't. I don't think so. But you know, that is something that, that people could think, right? I mean, if you if you didn't have this conversation, and you left someone more. They may start thinking, man. You know, maybe maybe there was a thought around that when when we're alive. Obviously, that's that's typically not the case. But yeah, having these conversations again is good. But a stumbling block for many parents is what to do with the family home, or maybe a much loved vacation property. Some children may be more attached to the real estate, while others would prefer to have the money from its sale. If you want your children to share ownership, think about how that would work. Who's going to be responsible for maintenance and upkeep and expenses? Do all the kids have the desire? Do all the kids have that ability? Your kids may have ideas on how they can successfully share the ownership and the cost, or you may get a little preview of the dissent the property can cause. Either way, you can inform your decision when you have this conversation with
1: your heirs. Yeah, and the final point here is is leave a detailed letter. Um, you know, talk to you know. So this is how you can talk to your heirs or children about how you've divided your estate, and also leave behind a detailed letter explaining your thinking uh, behind your decisions. You don't want to leave that up to interpretation and let someone else say what you were thinking when you're gone. You know, such letters can uh, head off disagreements about what you said and what you meant. Um, you know, obviously that, that happens even when we're not alive. So, you know, obviously when you when you do something like mm-hmm. leave an inheritance, people are going to interpret it a different way. You know, make sure that they understand why you did what you did. Um, that's the big thing. Um, you want to leave a legacy of, uh, and not, you know, you don't want to have dissension. You don't want to have, uh, you know, leave your family worse mm-hmm. off, but actually better off. So all in all, there's no one answer for all families. The general rule of thumb is to consider what effects the inheritance will have on each heir, and on the unity of the heirs after you pass, and then have a conversation or many conversations around this topic before you pass away.
0: Yeah, that's good. And and we, you know, that's the end of this article. And we we didn't touch on another piece of it, which we'll touch on just briefly here for a moment. Um, but leaving an inheritance to a charity um, is another yeah. just something to consider. And, and just to go into that very briefly, um, you know, you can leave pre-tax dollars in an IRA to, an, to a charity and really help your state and your heirs out with taxes. So if you want to think strategically, you could leave after-tax assets to your heirs, to people, and donate your pre-tax or you know, um, not yet taxed assets to charities and and then they won't pay taxes and neither will your heirs.
1: And and it'd be really cool to be able to communicate that with your family before you pass say, Hey, I want to give and this is what I'm passionate about giving Mm, to and it's something I want to leave as a lasting gift. Um, You might be surprised how your family takes that. They might really be encouraged by that and might leave a legacy beyond the money showing your generosity. So uh, that's another great thing to consider.
0: Yeah, and, and just another, you know, component on that, a quick a quick story. We had a client come in um, and their net worth is 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 right around eight million dollars. And so we we were thinking through this situation of of the inheritance and it's like, okay, well, if you passed away, you know, how much money do you actually want your children, your heirs to receive? And that was something that they hadn't really considered. And while that's a large number and you may not be near to that as you know, most people are not. You know, I would really encourage you, we would encourage you to consider what is that number that you wanna to leave to your heirs? Because like we talked about in the article, uh, money can really mess people up uh, if you don't think through that. So yeah, again, just maybe setting that number and saying, hey, we don't wanna give more than this to our heirs, we wanna give the rest to charity or do something else with it. it's, it's something else just to consider. So, with that, that is the first article I hope it was we hope it was beneficial and if you have questions of of course, please reach out to us. but we're going to go to the question of
1: the week, yeah, Matthew, and you mentioned this is one of your clients, but the question of the week is I have an h s a at work, but they charge a higher fee than an h s a that I could open outside my employer.
0: Mm-hmm you know, which one should I choose? Yeah, that's a really good question. And so what uh, what we talked about with this client was if, you're, if your employer is putting money into your HSA, um, not taken out of your paycheck, but just them putting in, um, even if it's a slightly higher fee, we would typically encourage you to get that quote-unquote free money from your employer um, to put into your HSA. Now, granted, if the fees are just astronomical, then that would be another case. Most of them are not. They're typically... All around the same same dollar amount but you know if if the employer is putting money in we would typically encourage you to get that money um because yeah it's quote-unquote free money um, into that plan but good question good question of the week all right and we're going to move right into our second article which is uh looking at the russia ukraine crisis
1: yeah, so this comes from Market Watch, uh, Matthew. This is Jacob Passy, but may, the main title of this is Waiting for the Perfect Moment May Not Be the Best Strategy. So these are three things investors should do right now as this war kind of unfolds. Um, and this is where Market Watch was just reaching out to investment professionals to kind of get advice. So, you know, Matthew, Americans have seen a lot of market volatility as this uh, Ukraine-Russian war has escalated. Um, in many ways, it was a replay of what investors have seen, you know, in the Dow, S&P and NASDAQ and in recent months, you know, and just another major disruption to global markets. Stock markets have been on the decline this year, as we have seen. Um, the latest stock market turmoil has come as, a, as markets have attempted to recalibrate amid policy changes with the Federal Reserve. Uh, you know, we've looked at re- inflation. and Now we have this war. Um, it's clear that this recent uh, spat of market weakness has unsettled many investors among the most popular searches on Google in recent days has been questions like, is the market going to crash?
0: Yeah, and we've we've definitely gotten yeah, that question yeah, ourselves. We, we
1: have. We have mm-hmm. seen a lot of emails. Uh, financial experts uh, advise staying cool and not getting caught up um, in the international diplomatic dramas. Um, and as this is uh, a Pepperstone head of research, Chris uh, Weston wrote, trading in headline-driven markets is not for everyone. It requires dedication to being... Front of the screens, understanding what the noise, what is noise, and what is a signal, and ability to keep emotions in check, and I would even push into that and saying, "Hey, uh, even trading on that with all that information, you're still probably going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very almost impossible to trade off based off those, you know, criterias." That's right. Uh, volatility and corrections are a normal part of investing in the markets, says Greg McBride, chief financial analyst at Bankrate.com. With interest rates poised to rise this year and the Fed tightening what has been very, um, you know, loose accommodations for um, the economy and markets, the returns won't come as easy as they have in the past 18 months. Market Watch, you know, polled um, financial experts to see what advice they had for Americans, you know, that are nervously watching, you know, their retirement accounts right now and watching the markets.
0: Yeah, and, and what's interesting is we um we, we see articles on Morningstar and and Forbes and uh Kiplinger and just different things. And it's really interesting when you go through tumultuous times, there's always experts like uh this article is mentioning and some people say, Oh, it's it's a bull market, it's going up, it's it's going great, and then some people say it's a bear and it's going down. And sometimes these articles can be right side by side. And the reality is, like Ryan mentioned, we just don't know. No one knows, no one can predict the markets. Um so the better better thing is to Uh, literally do nothing and don't panic it's to stay invested be diversified have a process in place like ryan mentioned um and and yeah keep keep on the course that you've been on typically in situations where the stock market's in a slump or where it's behaving erratically the best course of action is just often to leave your money where it's at don't sell um but you can actually we'll talk about this a little bit later possibly invest more because the markets are on sale never selling a loss for people who are invested in index funds or stable companies in all likelihood, their investments will rebound. This is what we've seen historically in a broad, diversified um, portfolio.
1: Yeah, and this is taken a lesson from March of 2020. That wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing, uh, you know, this is a lesson from that. You know, recent history should offer some comfort. The markets That's fell true. sharply at the start of COVID-19 pandemic amid fears of prolonged recession. And they didn't stay low for long, if you remember Um Following the sell-off, markets rebounded spectacularly. Um, the S&P 500 is currently sitting still near record highs, even after taking a lot of the declines. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you want to just be careful uh, because we-, we went through something like this you know, recently, and-, and the rebound was a lot faster than people expected. And right. if you miss that, I mean, it can crush your portfolio. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah so the next topic in this is review your investment plan. For most investors, the money they have in the market, either through retirement accounts or individual investments, uh, is intended for long-term purposes. So short-term fluctuations shouldn't really change your strategy a whole lot. Um, you know, We always talk about like, having a long-term approach with markets. Uh, still, financial experts said that it's a good time to just review things, make sure your money is working for you. Uh, multiple financial planners you know, are suggesting to rebalance your portfolio, which we recently rebalanced ours here and mm-hmm. Richard Young, um, as market as a market turn, uh, turn down downturn is a great opportunity to look at your investments and see if they still reflect your target allocations, says David Haas, president of uh, Sirius Financial Advisors in New Jersey. Um, so you know it's natural to see your portfolio allocation drift when stocks are falling and bonds are rising. Uh, getting back on target is key. Uh, doing this means you'll be selling uh, you know what's high and buying what's low. Uh, so you want to just, you know, it's always a good time to have a review during times like this, speaking with your financial advisor, uh, making sure you're doing things like rebalancing and following your plan.
0: Yeah, and and Ryan, you know, something that we we do talk about in this article is mentioning is emotion. And, you know, we don't want to discount emotion. We don't want to say, hey, suppress your emotions or, you know, don't worry about anything. But, you know, there is there is an element to say, man, like what we're feeling um, is not always reality. And so we have to recalibrate what we are taking in through the news, through um, you know, through the markets, through what's going on around us. We have to take all this in and make a wise decision, not based on only emotion, but also based on fact, based on history, based on uh, prior experiences with people who've been doing it longer than us. So not to discount emotion, but just to say we shouldn't base all of our decisions just on emotion. Absolutely. Yeah, and similarly, you know, like, like you're saying, now is a good time to review the diverse, diversity of, of your portfolio. Are you too geared toward growth funds? Do you have exposure to emerging markets? Are, do you have too much bonds? Do you have too little bonds? Uh, now it may also be the time to do a Roth conversion. This is converting uh, pre-tax IRA money to uh, after-tax Roth IRA money. Um, you know, th- this is something that could be very good for you. When the markets are down, more shares can be converted from pre-tax to tax-free, for the same tax cost, or you could convert um, less, and it, when it rebounds, it will rebound in after-tax Roth money. Um, we typically encourage Roth conversions uh, every year if if you're able, um, but especially during times when markets are down. A common phrase among financial um, you know people is to is to buy the dip. In other words, think of the stock market being discounted right now. Uh, it's on sale. It's it's you know 10 to 15 percent on sale. If you had a shirt go on sale and you wanted to buy it then how would be the time to buy it it's the same thinking with with stocks with mutual funds uh, depending on your age and time horizon this may be a time to buy the market again while it's on sale if you have extra money you can invest don't sweat the time and, and another thing is you know w- you know if you have you know 30 years to invest in, and we plan to age 95 for a clients money to last if you have 30 40 50 years to invest um, you know, like you said the pandemic was was shocking how fast it went down but really if you can have that long-term view that long-term vision then these short-term dips um, they, it's not that they don't matter but it's expected it's planned for it's how it's how the market has rewarded long-term investors is by going through these short-term dips
1: yeah a big takeaway like like we said is you know don't sweat the timing too much You're, mm, you, yep. you know you likely won't catch the market at its rock bottom price so, if you want to invest during a downturn, waiting for the perfect moment—which we do get that question a yeah, lot, right—may right. not be the best strategy. Um, you know, so you want to be careful about that. You want to put your your cash to work. So it's a good time to put in, but don't try to uh, time it because you know the, the the data shows that you know you're even missing the best couple of days in the markets really has a long term effect that's on right. the portfolio. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you know the UK, Ukraine Russian conflict may get worse. That's just the truth. Um, so. There's really nothing we can predict on that. Um, it could get better, it could get worse. You know, this has kind of been going on. Um, it's been a slow annexation of the Ukraine for the last eight years, and it's just really escalated recently. Um, so, you know, you just want to, you know, things like this happen. You know, the main thing is having a plan, um, not panicking. This is what we call noise. Um, so, you know, hold tight and, you know, hopefully, hopefully this will, will will get better, you know, thinking about the people and praying for the people of Ukraine mm-hmm. and. Um, but the big takeaways from this is uh, that there's always going to be events that cause market swings, just like what we've seen in the last three years. Mm-hmm. This one, March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tell our clients to tune out the noise. Turn off the news. The news sells fear. Okay, they, they you know, they, if they're talking about what's good, they don't get as many clicks. They don't get as right. much views. They want to sell fear. Turn it off for your mental health. It's mm-hmm. just better. Uh, obviously, know what's you know be aware of what's going on, but don't overload yourself. Don't doom scroll, is mm-hmm. what a lot of people call it. And so, focus on the things you can control. So, these are kind of five main things we tell our clients to to look at. So, the first is create an investment plan that fits your needs and risk tolerance. So, it you know it, it might not make sense for you to have all stocks, all equities, right. because if you can't handle the volatility of markets that are going to happen, what we're seeing right now, then having bonds is going to help just manage your emotions and that's okay yeah that's That's okay you can be okay with that you just uh, really want to be honest with yourself and figure out how much risk you're willing to take
0: that's right the second one is to structure a portfolio along the dimensions of expected returns if you're not familiar with that language it's um we we partner with the mutual fund company and and we're not timing the market but we see historically there have been dimensions or areas of higher return in the stock market and it's 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 structuring your portfolio. It's leaning towards those historically higher-returning asset classes. So you know, thinking through this, making sure you're properly
1: diversified is 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 really good. Looking at the fundamentals rather than just speculation. Mm, that's that's the big thing there. Uh, the third is diversify globally. You don't want to just be in one country like the U.S. There are times where the U.S. underperforms, and you know, global stocks have done better. Mm. And so, being diversified also means being diversified across the whole world, across other countries and markets. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, the next one is to manage expenses, turnover, and taxes. And this is really looking at um, you know, a lot of the the fund choices that you that you invest in, but also the type of account that you invest in, making sure, you know, if you want to be um 60-40 across the portfolio, if you can be more aggressive in after tax money and more conservative in pre-tax money, overall you can still be 6040, uh, but just be more tax efficient. And, and that is that is an okay way to grow. Your assets. Also looking at expenses. Mutual fund, you know, mutual funds can have higher expenses. Annuities can have higher expenses. Making sure you understand the expenses and, and what you're paying for the product that you're getting is is very important.
1: And finally, stay disciplined through market dips and swings. Um, like we said, we see this stuff all the time. Throughout history, historically, markets are down about 25% of the time, and they're up about 75% of the time. We can never predict the future, but we can look at data. We can look at history and make our decision based off that. So having a good plan in place, and uh, historically, markets have reward discipline. Mm, That's good. And that is the
0: second article um, that we're going to be going over today. And to wrap up, it's the prescription of the week. Uh, there are many things that bring anxiety. Um, we've already talked about a lot of them, war, pandemic, social pressures, expectations. Uh, but let us consider what we can control, which is ultimately our outlook on these events. Maybe it's not selling out of the markets when they're low, not fe- uh, falling to keep up with the Joneses. There's there's so many things that we just can't control, but it's how we respond to these events in our
1: life that, um, that it's really, it's really important. Absolutely. Like we just talked about, have a plan, be disciplined. Um, There's going to be more things in the future. That's
0: exactly right. So, uh, Well, this has been this week's edition of MoneyMD. Tune in next week on MoneyMD.net to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check out our website, MoneyMD.net, and send us your questions or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week.